listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The MSL role is not a scientific role. The MSL role is a communication role through science. In a world where one-size-fits-all medications dominate the pharmaceutical industry, Precision Medicine brings a ray of hope for those seeking customized healthcare. Pharmacists have a unique opportunity to help people in need of specialized testing to ensure medications work as intended. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists, where we unravel the wonders of precision medicine and its potential to revolutionize the way we approach pharmacy care. Get ready to uncover the secrets behind pharmacogenomics and how it's transforming lives one genome at a time. I am your host, Dr. Becky Winslow, and you're listening to the PGX for Pharmacists podcast that Welp Magazine recognized in 2021 as the ninth most listened to genetics podcast in the world. On the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, we explore all things pharmacogenomics related, and our mission is to educate and advocate for pharmacogenomics. We accomplish this mission through exclusive interviews with highly qualified and well-experienced pharmacogenomics industry leaders, such as today's special guest. And my name is Banasarami, the co-host of PGX for Pharmacists podcast, uh, pharmacogenomics medical science liaison and mentor to pharmacists. Connect with us on LinkedIn and let's get the conversation going. We want to hear from you and how you're impacting pharmacogenomics stakeholders and what you have learned throughout your journey. I'm extremely pleased to introduce our incredible guest, Dr. Samuel Dyer, who is the founder of MSL Society, truly the number one place to learn everything and everything about the profession of MSL and connecting with others. I will allow him to introduce himself as I, as I know I will do no justice. And also it will take up the whole entire podcast. So thank you, um, Samuel, for taking the time to come on and educate us and for more people to get to know what resources are out there and available and why. So uh, please introduce yourself. Well, Thank you very much. I'm I'm very excited to to be here. So thank both of you for for having me. Um, as you both have already said, uh, my name, of course, is Samuel Dyer. I'm the CEO of of the MSL Society. And for those that don't know, the MSL Society is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And in fact, we're the only organization dedicated to the global MSL profession. And so a little more about me. This is now 23 years for me within the MSL profession. And I've been fortunate enough to live in 11 different countries while managing MSLs and operations in more than 60 countries. And what really all that means is that one could say that I, I truly eat, breathe, and sleep MSL. It's all I've ever done in my career. So That's obviously awesome. have a lot of passion and excitement about the profession. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, can you tell us how you started your journey? I know um, I have read your book alongside a ton of other people, which is geared towards aspiring MSLs and found it really interesting. Um, but how did you start on this uh, awesome journey? Yeah, like so many people, I had no clue what a medical science liaison was. And like so many others, I could barely spell the word liaison. So, uh, you know, it was a oh big gosh, learning yes. curve. Yeah, everybody can relate to that, right? Yes. Um, 
And, you know, when I first started, I started exploring opportunities and someone had turned me on to the idea of opportunities within the pharmaceutical industry. And so I did some crazy things. Um, I actually went out to various physicians offices in the town that I lived and I asked them, hey, can I sit in your lobby and wait for representatives from the pharmaceutical industry to come in um, so I can have a conversation with them. And that is truly how I started. I did that with more than 35 doctor's offices. And and there were some doctors that were like, what? You want to do what? <laughs> you know, that kind of reaction. However, uh-huh. uh, you know, I had went to medical school and and uh, so there was a little bit of parody there and, and they kind of relate. And so most of them said, yeah, absolutely. And that is how I started learning about MSLs. And at that point, I didn't know there was a difference between, you know, because I saw a lot of people coming in in suits. And I didn't realize at that moment and understand that there were sales reps and then there was medical science liaisons. And so that was uh, really how the whole journey began for me. That's awesome. I don't know if I would have done that. That That's a lot of dedication <laughs> there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I know when I first started, I feel like a long time ago, uh, as the role at MSL, I had a hard time understanding, like you were just saying, what it really is and why was it even needed? What exactly does an MSL do? So I did, uh, I did, well, I didn't do it like how you did it. I wasn't that fancy, but I did a ton of research on just what is an MSL and talk to different MSLs and what their day-to-day activity was. I think a lot of people have kind of uh, underestimate this concept. So to for how do you see this as an important to know what an MSL is based on ex- your experience, like truly understanding that um, job career? Yeah, it, it's, it is difficult. And I can certainly relate to obviously your initial challenges because I experienced the exact same thing as I just alluded to. Uh, when I first started applying for roles and trying to learn about it, you know, understanding the role of an MSL is absolutely crucial when applying and interviewing. And in fact, in a global survey we conducted, about 60% of managers revealed that a lack of understanding of, of the role was actually one of the most common reasons they eliminate a candidate for consideration when uh, during the interview process. So having a clear understanding of the role, the responsibilities, including things like what does it even mean to build relationships with key opinion leaders and what is a KOL, right? Key opinion leader. Yes. Um, but also providing scientific support and facilitating communication. All of that is essential to understand as you're going through not only the initial application, but the throughout the interview process. And it's important that applicants understand how MSLs at a company and within a specific team contribute to the success of not only that organization, but the product that the MSLs support on that team. And so understanding that is really important. And there is a lot of variability, not only with the role and activities of MSLs at a company, but even within across therapeutic areas, maybe a MSL working in cardiovascular medicine at Pfizer is different than a neurology MSL role at Pfizer. And so it's important, it's imperative for you as an applicant to understand that as you're going through that process. 
I love how you speak is that you speak with a lot of passion and you can tell that you come with obviously based on all the things you describe and you're, you made your introduction very short, but I would have probably taken uh, another uh, bunch of paragraphs <laughs> to describe myself, but you can tell the passion, the experience and really uh, all the things that you're saying, true value of what an MSL is. Like I said, I spend just a ton of time just understanding what is an MSL? And I was still confused. So it took yep. me a lot of conversations to understand truly what it means. And you say a really good point, like understanding uh, or having an impact in an organization means you really understand your role. I think that was just, that was just brilliant. I didn't think about it that way. Um, the other thing that's fascinating, I think is, and should I say mind boggling is about, um, you know, they all, majority, if not all of the job description require experience, but then you can't gain it if you've never worked somewhere. I know that's the number one thing people talk about. So um, how are you supposed to gain experience if you've never had a job, but if no one's going to give you a job to gain that experience? So it's kind of mind boggling in that sense. So can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we have to do is define what that actually means experience. So Clearly, breaking into the MSL role is a challenge. Um, it's very competitive. And if anyone tells, if you're listening to this, anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying. <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Trying to sell you something are probably mm -hmm. a combination of all three. Mm -hmm. So breaking into the MSL role is very competitive. It is very difficult, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just, you have to be prepared. And so mm -hmm. it's clearly a challenge when you've never been in MSL and you got to address this experience as a prerequisite. So as an applicant, what is important is focusing on your deep experience in a specific disease state or therapeutic area. And for those listening, it's also really important to understand there's no such thing as a general MSL. All MSLs are disease state or therapeutic area aligned. And so as a result, if you want to exponentially increase your chances of breaking into your first MSL role, it's absolutely critical to only apply to roles in which you are an expert in X and X matches the job description. And so if you want to position yourself as an expert with the skills, education, and experiences of an MSL without ever having the formal title, this is the way to do it. And so when we think about Benaz, we think about this idea of experience that's what you got to be focusing on as an aspiring MSL is my experience in that disease state or therapeutic area. And I have to communicate that throughout the entire application and interview process. That's well said. Uh, so it's a different way of thinking about the word experience mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, this is not me carrying the bag, right? As they say in, in pharma terms, this is not the experience of me walking in and as an MSL and, and having that experience. We're not talking about that, but there are some things that are transferable and we got to be mm -hmm, thinking yes. about what experiences can I convince a manager that I have that are relevant to that specific role? I think that's a great point. And I mean, that's part of the reason why we brought you on the show today is because 
our audience, well, we're PGX for pharmacists, and we want to uh, help them see ways that their skills are transferable um, outside of the defined traditional pharmacist position. So I'm really glad that you brought that brought that to light during this conversation. Um, could you tell us about your book, The Medical Science Liaison Career Guide, How to Break Into Your First Role? Um, what inspired you to author the book? And what did it take for you to write this book in terms of the time and effort that you put in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so writing a book in general, I would suppose, but but let me just talk about my book. So mm -hmm. writing this book was an awful and brutal <laughs> multi-year process. Right. Well, well we're I, glad I, you I, did it. I, Sorry I, to say. I, I, I'm not kidding. I would not recommend it to anyone. It, it is yes. just a brutal, long process. Yes. But that said, it really was a labor of passion and dedication. And, mm -hmm. and, and my goal was to demystify the MSL career path and, and really by doing so empowering aspiring MSLs. The writing process, of course, involved extensive research, conducting a global survey with 185 managers, um, certainly drawing on my own experiences, conducting several global surveys with experienced MSL. So there, there was a lot of uh, things that went into this. But the goal, again, was to create a comprehensive resource that would serve as a guide for individuals navigating this obviously very, as I said, ultra competitive landscape. Mm -hmm. and, and really the time and effort invested were driven by this commitment to contribute to the growth and success of, of aspiring MSLs, including those listening, um, to enter this, this awesome profession. And so I will say the one thing that I, I was uh, half joking, I must say, about the brutal <laughs> process. But, yes. but what I'm very proud of is that the book now has been utilized by hundreds of individuals who have used it to successfully break into their first role and who have reached out to me personally to let me know that. And I will say I never, ever get tired of hearing from others who have used it to break in. It's just an awesome, satisfying feeling, even though the process mm -hmm. was pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. I completely understand. Sometimes I question my own um, myself. Um, you know, I'm self-torturous sometimes when I, you know, when I have a mission, uh, pharmacogenomics is a good example. Uh, <laughs> uh, working in this industry, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, persons come and go, uh, yeah. but I've hung in there. So it was Benaz. And so I absolutely can commiserate with the um the goal and achieving your mission, no matter how painful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Sometimes Becky gives you a hard time calling me that 11 o'clock with a PGX discussion. I'm like, for real? So she lives and greets PGX. So I love that. I love it. <laughs> love that passion. <laughs> yes. You have to be passionate. And I think that, uh, you know, because people can recognize our passion, that's why I'm sure Samuel, they seek you out just like they, they seek out Banaz and I, um, maybe for a different type of information, but they do seek us out. So 
You've talked about your book, um, the mission for the book, what it took for you to write it and the effort. Uh, what would you say are the top three things that an aspiring MSL needs to do immediately and in what priority should they do them to launch their career path? Is it, it may be individual specific based on their background or maybe in general. So maybe the in general um, top three things that they should do. Oh, or, yeah. what, or what Becky's trying to say is if somebody's like, oh my gosh, they just dropped <laughs> this podcast. And that's it. That's all I need. I'm going to go out and do this. Was the top three first thing they got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Becky, to your point, uh, you know, are we talking about someone specific to their background or general? Right. The answer is the identical. It's the same. Right. Um, and okay. to, to your point, Benaz, um, you know, what can anyone do? Mm-hmm. It's I will tell you, that's a tough task to narrow it down just to three because yes. there's a lot. Right. Yes. But I, I think three that certainly are applicable to anyone. First and foremost, as I've already alluded, so this is not, uh, by the way, this is not part of my three because I think I've already mentioned this one. So I'm going to reiterate identifying your therapeutic area or disease state experience. First and foremost, match, 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 right? So match your experience to to the to the job description. So we kind of talked about that. I think the three then beyond those, the ones I've already mentioned, is network strategically. So mm-hmm. this is really about building connections within the MSL community, attending conferences, for example, uh, shameless plug, especially <laughs> the MSL Society Conference, right? Because yes. it's the only one that is geared specifically for that target audience. And engaging with MSLs and, and managers to establish a strong network. Now, here's the thing that I will say about networking. Going out, and a really good example, going back to what I had said about therapeutic area disease state. So if I am a, if my, I've got an expertise in Parkinson's disease, you mm-hmm. have no, you, you have no reason or right to go out and apply and or network with, for example, with cardiovascular MSLs. There's no mm-hmm. point. Don't do mm-hmm. it. It's a complete and utter waste of time almost always, right? So that'd be the first one. Second okay. one, I would tell you matching uh, your resume and cover letter. So creating a well-crafted, specific, MSL-specific um, CV and cover letter that highlight those relevant skills and experiences and qualifications that, again, match the job description is critical. So that'd be the second mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third one is just in general, but being absolutely prepared for interviews and throughout that process. So being ready for interviews by practicing your responses, having smooth, polished responses to the most common MSL interview questions, Mm -hmm. highlighting your relevant scientific knowledge and communication skills, passion for the role, passion and enthusiasm becomes critical. So I think those are the three. And if I can just throw in a bonus, you didn't ask for a bonus, but I'm going to throw in a bonus. We love bonus. Here's the bonus. (laughs) Here's the bonus Uh, is really honing and and polishing your communication and presentation skills as an msl 
Um, all MSLs need to effectively communicate complex scientific information to various stakeholders, including, of course, the big one, key opinion leaders, KOLs. Absolutely. But this is important because this is one principle that oftentimes eludes aspiring MSLs, and it's this. Here's the mm -hmm. most foundation critical principle of an MSL. The MSL role is not a scientific role. The MSL role is a communication role through science. Great point. And it's right. critical I, I, you I understand think we need that. to repeat that. Like I'm, I'm just trying to absorb in my brain right now. Yeah. So the way I always describe it, the MSL role is not a scientific role. The MSL role is a communication role through science. I think that's just beautiful. I think we can just stop right there. The <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely agree with you um, because quite often in the MSL role, you know, even where a sales team maybe wasn't able to get the provider in question to listen or move forward, um, just coming in as that communicator you know, the medical communicator um, making it applicable to that person's position and and speaking on that, you know, in that, uh, I guess, uh, clinician to clinician or medical science person to medical science person, <laughs> um, you know, has been the a turning point in the conversation, I guess. And I'm sure you've had lots of experiences like that, too. Yeah. Come Coming in as that um, authority, maybe, or, well, being recognized for your expertise. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And, and and if I could just add to that, you know, one of the things that we always talk about, especially for aspiring MSLs, going in and interviewing, again, knowing the role. What, what is an MSL? What do they do? One of the things that is absolutely critical for mm -hmm. aspiring MSLs to understand during the interview. However, I would say, for all MSLs at all experience levels, it is critical to never, ever forget your most basic requirement. The most basic foundation of an MSL is to add value mm -hmm. in every single engagement with a KOL, not relationship engagement. You've got five minutes. You better yes. add value. That's yes. it. That's the role. Wow. I like that. Many, many great uh, golden uh, things you've said on here. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I know uh, I have the book. I've read it, but I wish I had it many, many years ago. But it's I don't want to say it's a secret sauce, but it is really the things that um, instead of going through on, you know, trial and error process or doing it on your own, not knowing what to do. And it, it takes time to become an MSL. This the book that you have is really, truly amazing. And it's it's exactly what everyone really needs. Uh, and I um, we have a surprise for the audience today and i appreciate you being so gracious and kind uh samuel for making this happen but one lucky winner will get a free signed copy are you signing signing the book over um signed copy to one yeah, of our absolutely. listeners we're, we're excited because this is really a gem and um i think everyone needs to have it on their shelf that are that's uh going in this career path which is a really awesome career path so we appreciate you um giving out 
to one lucky, well, you know, can't give it out to all the listeners, unfortunately, <laughs> one lucky um, winner on, on the podcast. So we appreciate you, uh, Samuel, but it can be found on Amazon. Am I correct? Yeah, it can be found on Amazon uh, in uh, in uh, both ebook and print version. But I'm I'm very excited and appreciate the opportunity to provide a, a signed copy uh, as a giveaway to one of the listeners. And I'm only going to ask one thing in return: if you read it or when you read it, please provide some feedback. That's it. Um, so reach out if I can help with anything. But I, I'd love the feedback. So uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. So um, Samuel, I've got a bonus question. Um, for you. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us, uh, how many copies of this book have you sold? Like what's the magnitude? Do you have that number in your head? Um, and maybe could you provide us an example and no, no names are necessary. Um, you know, of somebody that has reached back out to you and provided you the feedback that, you know, this book was instrumental in helping them land an MSL job. Um, yeah, that would be, I think, great, a great testimony for you to share with with our audience. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have the numbers, but uh, I will give you I don't have the numbers for that, but I will give you some other numbers. Um, okay. So the last uh, time I looked, the book has received around 300 or so. I think it's 290 or somewhere in that range. Uh, Amazon reviews of which. About 225, 230 or so are, are five-star reviews. Nice. All of which, if someone can go on there and look at the reviews, there mm -hmm. is a plethora of people that have written some very nice testimonials on how they exactly use the book and sort of step-by-step -step what they did to implement some of the strategies to break into their first MSL role. Then the other thing that we've been fortunate enough to have is we've had a lot of MSLs over the years reach out to us and allow us to add their name, photo, and uh -huh. first company that they broke into oh, on the nice. MSL Society website. So there's about 175 names of individuals. Someone can go on the website and check that out. But we we continually get feedback from individuals that that do use the book to to break in. There's been some mm -hmm. great ones. I don't have anything specific uh, memorized, but uh, right. you can check that sure. out on the website. Sure. So I guess you know part of my reason for asking you that is I really want to make apparent to our audience, which I, I mentioned previously, uh, we are the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, and so we have a very large listenership of pharmacists. Um, so I really want to, to make our audience uh, recognize why we're bringing them this information from you today and your expertise. Um, and that's because, you know, Banaz and I, despite being known for our PGX expertise, we started out as a lot of pharmacists um, are now that are trying to work within pharmacogenomics. They want to uh, work in the industry. They want to contribute to the success and help patient outcomes. And um, I believe I'm speaking correctly for Banaj. She started out as I did, um, providing, for example, medical science liaisoning or test consults for providers after a test was done. Um, and for me, which was over 10 years ago, there was no real clear path to, to reimbursement for that type of 
medical science liaisoning outside of a larger organization. So in other words, um, you know, I wasn't working for a company at that time. I was an independent um, contractor. So I'm telling you all this and mentioning all this to our audience is because I ended up taking a medical affairs job with a pharmacogenomics lab, quite honestly, to pay my bills um, while I was working in PGX and to learn more about the science and the industry. And I think a lot like uh, Benaz's story, we were educating KOLs, uh, physicians, and we were supporting the PGX solutions for our company um, through medical affairs. So, Benaz, you want to comment on, on your path and yeah. how that relates with your path and how yes. you know, we're trying to make aware or make pharmacists aware that by joining as a medical science liaison, they can have a bigger impact maybe, and there's a reimbursement for such services. Yeah, so really kind of the um, piggyback on what you're saying, we just like, just also like what Hal Samuel was saying, every MSL is uh, same, but not really uh, in the mm -hmm. sense that um, the functionality is the same what we do, but where you are and your specialty is different. So ours happen to be PGX, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean um, the roles that we play as a typical, quote unquote, typical, you can't see my fingers putting a quotation, a typical MSL would be just like Samuel was saying, KOL development, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, educating clinicians, all those still are happening. We just, it just happens to be PGX. So we just want to try to open up that space of MSLs beyond um or PGX. It's not just PGX, we're MSL, but we're doing it PGX. MSL could be any uh disease right. or uh, diagnostic test or whatever you might have. So that's kind of, we want to make sure it's clear that it says PGX for Promises podcast, but it just happens to be where MSL for PGX, mm -hmm. if that makes for sense. PGX. So pharmacogenomics, <laughs> medical science. Yeah. So hopefully that made sense, but yes. But so to that point, I know we, we talked about your book and we appreciate it so much. You have no idea, or maybe you do Samuel. I have no idea if you do, but, you, but Thank you. is there a, is there a follow-up to your book uh, for um, new MSL? So let's say they, they got the book or they are, you know, they already are at MSL, but they're kind of in the developmental stage. How do I, uh, you know, continue being better at my job or kind of a roadmap to move up in the career path um, or management role, kind of a different type of perspective? Or is there a project like that you're working on or hopefully we can push you to work on? Maybe that's a better question. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great question. Now the, the pressure's on. So, and uh, <laughs> yes, and I am actually... Uh, and actively working on another full book that hopefully uh, will be available and published next summer. It's basically an adjunct to the current book. Been working on it for the last couple of years as well. And then I'm also going to be working on um, a shorter activity workbook that is also an adjunct to the current book. I'm also considering in the in the near future, to your point, Benaz, a book that is geared more to experienced MSLs and MSL leaders, but those are still in the, the planning process. So no definitive dates or, or timeline for that, but uh, certainly something that I want to explore and, and hopefully we'll be able to execute. But as I said, I think in the very beginning, 
just as a reminder for anybody listening, contemplating, it's a brutal process. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I am, uh, I am considering those. That's awesome. I, I, we appreciate that. I know it's brutal and t- it's time staking, uh, but uh, we're grateful at the end. I mean, if that, if that helps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> if that helps. So, um, I don't know if, um, if if Becky already asked this question, so I apologize if you have to say it again, Samuel. But if if somebody didn't listen to all of what we just said and they were multitasking, doing other things like sometimes I do, if they took nothing else from what you were saying, what's the one thing you want them to take away from um, you taking the time to be here on our show? You know, I, I think the the key takeaway from our conversation today is is really just the importance of proactive career planning, being prepared and taking strategic actions. Mm -hmm. And as we've already stated multiple times, it's competitive. It's a very difficult career to break into. So you absolutely have to be prepared. So if listeners were multitasking during the discussion, (laughs) I would encourage them just to revisit the essential steps that we kind of talked about throughout this, the show. Um, And, and really, again, thinking about uh, understanding the role, what did the MSLs do, typical activities, emphasizing networking, gaining and, and positioning um, relevant experience. So all of those things. And so when you apply for an MSL role, it's, it's critical to know um, the role, and I would say this, that the one thing that I truly believe is absolutely essential to breaking into any MSL, working for any company type, working for uh, any company in the world in any therapeutic area, and that is perseverance. Put your head down and go to work. It is going to be tough but it's absolutely worth it. So you're talking about the word grit <laughs> and grind. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I, it, it is a grind, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's worth it. And, and I would say this, um, I truly believe the MSL role is the single greatest job in the world. It just cannot get better. I've never heard uh-huh. of it. Maybe there is, but that that's my perspective. That's awesome. I love the way you say that. Well, I agree because we both have it. So that's that's great. But uh, I agree. It's really a great profession once you know what it really entails. It really is. It really is. Um, well, thank you, Samuel, for joining on this episode uh, with us. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you giving away a signed copy of your book on One Lucky Aspiring MSL. Again, to get the book called The Medical Science Liaison Career Guide, How to Break into Your First Role, please share um, our podcast link, tag Banaz, Becky, and Samuel Dyer, and make sure you use the hashtag PGX4, the number four, RX, to be entered into the contest, because that's how we're tracking the listener. So, and then the winner will be announced in the first week of January. Right, Becky? That sounds correct. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on, um, Samuel. We really do. Awesome. Thank you very much for for having me. I had a lot of fun. Anytime, anytime uh, I can speak about MSL, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, But uh, for anybody listening, uh, as Benaz says, um, 
certainly reach out to me. I wish you all the very best of luck out there. And if I can ever help, reach out to me directly. That sounds great. So thanks, Samuel. Thank you, audience, for tuning in again. Um, we hope this discussion about medical science liaison, the career path, uh, inspired your curiosity. So we ask that you please stay tuned for more scientific insights from our podcast. Again, we'd love to hear from you. We want to know what can we teach you. So please drop us a message on LinkedIn and let us know. And once again, please share the link to this podcast episode with everyone else so they can tune in and listen to the podcast and learn as well. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. Thanks for your interest in PGX and for spending some time with us. Please share this podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For all of our episodes, please visit pgx4rx.com. That's pgx4rx.com.